Philippians 2, let's read verses 1. We ready for this? 1 through 15. Wow. That's like watching a whole movie. <laughs> 1 through 15. Brother Tom, would you read that for us? If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem one another better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of the things in heaven and the things in the earth and the things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus, is, Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, that the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Amen. Look at the emphasis on verse 15. A crooked and perverse nation. Are we to try to change a crooked and perverse nation? No. We're, we're to be as lights in the crooked and perverse nation. A lot of times we get too involved with politics and the ways of man. But who gets involved with the ways of God? If Christians get involved with the ways of man, who will be getting in, involved with the ways of God? Nobody then. Uh, we are to be lights. If we're not the lights, who's going to be the light? Nobody. Uh, we are to be lights in the world. The answer uh, is not changing the crooked and perverse nation. The answer is changing ourselves, allowing the Lord to change us. Verse 14, uh, the Bible says, Do uh, all things, I'm sorry, of 13, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And that's by the grace of God that works in us. Uh, the grace, God's grace is a teacher. And it's by his grace that we are willing, that we have that willingness to come to church tonight. Uh, we're not under law, we're under grace. And people would say, well, you know, well, that doesn't give you excuse uh, to do what you want. That has nothing to do with grace. I used to believe that, and I found out that grace is the teacher. 
It's the driving force of God's hand to help us and be, uh, to help us have the will to do what we don't want to do. And none of us naturally want to do God's work and, and obey God and, and uh, be willing to follow the Lord. But it's God's hand upon us that will cause us even to be willing to take the step, be willing to get off the couch and come to church on a Wednesday night, be willing to do these things. And there was a time in my life that I thought it was by my own will, my own strength, and until my Christian walk collapsed one day, and I didn't even want to read my Bible, and I didn't even want to go to church anymore, and I didn't even want to uh, uh, do those things. And God had to show me that it was his hand upon me uh, and not my will. My will would be to dive into my sin and to do uh, what my flesh wants, but it's God which worketh in us. And that is why it is utmost important uh, to keep Christ in front of you. It is not uh, the do's and don'ts that keep us close to Christ. It's uh, one's heart that keeps turning himself to the Lord and remembering that he loves us uh, where we were at. He saved us while we were yet sinners. We did nothing. We brought nothing. It was Christ who came to us. And it's God's grace that's going to keep us going. It's him, his hand, that creates the will in us and also to do those things, to perform those things. Who am I to try to uh, uh, put a, a law above anyone, but only to point people to the way of Christ, to help people and push people to uh, have a walk with Christ and allow Christ to draw you into himself. And the Bible says the goodness of God leads us unto repentance. We know that in our sin we find no good. And the fruits of our sin even bear the worst consequences and the worst of fruits. But God's uh, way bears all the fruits that we crave deep down inside. Crave what we long for, the love and all the fruits of the Holy Spirit of God. And it's utmost important that we uh, strive to just love Christ, the first commandment, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And the second commandment, to love thy neighbor as thyself. Those, the Bible says, you fulfill all the law and the prophets if you could follow those two things. Just love Christ and love each other. It sounds so simple, but yet it's so hard to do. Why? Because hatred is what we produce inside. We, if, when we walk in our own flesh, we start bearing the fruits of our own flesh. And we think of pride, for example. We think pride is, uh, look at me, everybody. I'm the, I'm the best, right? But pride bears more things than what uh, we believe it to be. It's like a uh, apple tree. What does apple trees bear? What else do they bear? Leaves. Nobody talks about the leaves. Just talks about the apples. But those leaves are there for a reason. Right? I don't know. Uh, it bears little sticks and branches, whatever. It's on those things, right? Uh, it just doesn't bear. Apple bears a lot of stuff. Uh, then it creates... Um, uh, uh, home for animals, right? Uh, what about our, 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 our sin? It also creates a lot. We, we think of the sin of pride, but pride takes deep root deep down, 
And it can stem, the Bible says, uh, where contention is, that's where pride is. Where pride is, there cometh contention. Have you ever been contentious? That stems from your pride. That's just a stem of it. It's like the apple on a tree. No, well, it's the leaves too and everything else. And, and from, from just one sin, it can produce many, 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 many more uh, character flaws about us. Let's go back to verse 1. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, what does the word consolation mean? Let me ask one of the kids. Courtney, you know? All right, hold on. Let me ask uh, Nathan. He's looking at me. Nathan, do you know what consolation? That's a big word. I, 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 uh, I'll forget it after this message. I know what it means now. All right, Corny, give it a shot. It, wait, you got to say exactly what I'm trying to preach here. <laughs> comfort? Okay. Yeah, it does mean comfort. Um, it has like a thousand meetings, and I picked the one that went best with the message. Now, it, has a, it does have a, a, a root meaning, it, comfort, good. Any, anybody else, Maria? Encouragement? Okay. Justin? Okay, amen. All right, it has an idea of, in this uh, verse here, a springing out of, a springing out of distress, a springing out of despair, more of comfort, it, it, a springing out of those times. And you were comforted. It just doesn't mean comfort. It doesn't, just doesn't mean encouragement. It means you actually obtained those things and you were brought out of those hard times. Uh, you, were, you, you sprung out of your pit. You sprung out of your distress. And you were comforted. And you were encouraged. If you have ever been in a place, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if Christ has ever pulled you out of your hard times, if Christ has ever blessed you when you were in distress, if Christ has ever provided uh, for you when you were uh, in time of need, if you have ever experienced how good Christ is, and if you have ever experienced the love of Christ which constraineth us, if you have ever experienced how good God has been in your life, if there has ever been any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any bowels and mercies, Verse 2 says, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded. If you have ever experienced how good Christ is and what he's done for you and all that he's done for you, then this is what you need to do here. Verse 2, this is the instructions that Philippians tells us, have the same love, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. In the church, the Bible says, if you have experienced Christ in your life and how good he is, you need to be in unity, be unified, be together, be of one mind. What mind should we have? Our number one mind we need to have, the Bible says that ye have the now the mind of Christ. Look at verse uh, Five, let this mind be in you. What mind? What type of mind? Let this mind be in you. That means you need to be able to receive this. To receive something 
that means there can't be anything else in its place. We come to the cross with a lot of sin. And when he saved us, what did he do with all that sin? It's gone. Just to stay empty? No, now to fill us. And you know for yourself as a Christian, you don't, you don't pick up everything you need to pick up right away. Let's look in verse... Uh, lost my spot. Let's look in verse... Where's it at, Brother Tom? There it is, verse 12. Guy, read that, Brother Tom. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. What's that verse mean? That's saying you got to work for your salvation? No, work it out. Yeah, you got the salvation, now you're going to have to work it out. Work that thing out. Work it. Work your salvation. Work it uh, and receive the blessings from it. When Christ saved you, he didn't just save you so your sins could be gone and so you could be in heaven. That was just the start. That's it. Amen. Now, life has just ended? No, life has begun. Salvation is the, is the moment where you become born again. Anybody who's ever had a baby... That's it, it's over. No, no. And now it's begun. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> right? Now it's just beginning. When you got saved, now it's just beginning. The adventure has just started. And if you have ever, ever experienced how good Christ is, it's an adventure. It, there's a lot of battles. But how good he is. He'll never fail you. He'll provide for you. He'll protect you. You have, you're invincible according to his will. Amen. And if you perish, you perish for him. It's, it's you, you have nothing to lose but all to gain for the glory of God. Amen. But when you walk in your flesh, that's when you know you start pulling in all the mess again. Now, thank God, the doctrine of justification where when Christ saves a soul, you are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, the Bible says. That means you are made just as if you've never sinned, and he will never look at you again as a sinner because every time he looks at you, he sees the blood on the mantle. Blood washes away all sin. And we are permanently sealed unto the day of redemption by the blood of Jesus Christ. Anyone who says you can lose your salvation is mocking the blood of Jesus Christ, is saying that the blood of Jesus Christ cannot save and cannot keep me saved. I cannot save myself and I cannot keep myself saved. We had a, somebody uh, one day, he started telling people, you can lose your salvation. I sat him down, I said, tell me something. How can you lose your salvation? He said, oh, well, after you get saved, if you just start, if you go out into the world and start partying and drinking again and, and he started naming all these things. And I said, oh, do you mean things that you don't struggle with? And I said, let me say this. Um, I think, Justin, you were with me. I said, let me say this. Can you lose your salvation for being prideful? He said, oh, well, no. I said, pride's pretty bad. Can you lose your salvation for being prideful? I said, because I, I struggle with that. He said, no, no, you can't lose your salvation for that. I said, well, tell me, start listing the sins that you can lose your salvation over. 
and he was brain exploded. And, and you see, he started bringing about laws of man, placing it on people. Why? Because he cannot conceive what salvation actually is. Salvation is powerful. One drop of blood washes away all sin once and for all. He that hath the Son hath life. And not just life, but eternal life. Eternal life. And this life is in His Son, not in me, and in His Son. And I am in Christ now. I am found of Him. He in me and I in Him. What a beautiful thing. We are in Christ. And He has saved us. And bought us with His blood. Purchased us once and for all. He said it is finished. And now He redeemed us by the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, if you have experienced this salvation, be like-minded. We're here to have the mind of Christ together. We don't have to prove to anybody. There's people, uh, one day we had, there were some, I'm from the inner city. I am. People think I'm from Utah or something. I said, I don't know why. Don't I have a Philly accent? No. <laughs> I have my own made-up accent. Listen, I'm from the inner city. I grew up in a bad area. I grew up near my wife. <laughs> she grew up near me. If you're from here, I grew up front in Ontario. That's where I grew up. People stabbed to death on our steps, shot to death. wife tell you stories when she was, uh, my wife used to play knock knock zoom zoom on our door. I remember, dad, there's somebody knocking at the door. We look outside and it wind up being her. I run into her 20 years later, I marry her, we met in church, and she's, we were driving, she said, see that door there, we used to knock on that door. I said, I, that's where I grew up. She said, what? That's where we used to knock. And I remember, I heard this little knock, it was barely. Barely anything, but I heard it. It was early. We had to leave early for school. And uh, the Lord has done a great work, though. But, I, hey, I grew up in a bad area. And I forget why I got into any all that. But let, have one mind. Have one mind. We need to have one mind. One mind. We're here. We don't have to prove anything. What do we got to prove? That we're better than one another? No. What do we have to prove? We've got to prove ourselves. We've got to work out our own salvation. Christ saved me. What can I do for him now? Christ saved me. I want to give more back to him. Christ saved me. Lord, what do you want me to do now for you? He, he tells us, let nothing, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, first of all. You're going to have two types of people here. Those who will serve Christ for all glory to themselves or those who just do it in their flesh. Uh, when you do it in your flesh, it causes contention and strife. You ever see angry Christians? Why are you so angry? Serve the Lord with joy. Come before his presence with 
singing. Serve the Lord with gladness. With gladness. You have others who do it for themselves, for vainglory. But the Bible says to have the mind of Christ, be in unity, but in lowliness of mind. I'm here. Why am I in church today? Because I need Christ. He saved me. That's why I'm here. I have, I have nothing to offer. I have nothing to offer now. What can compare to heaven? If Christ has blessed you, what is that blessing compared to the blessings he has in heaven for you? You know, God wants to take each one of us and lift us up. But the problem with that is when he does, it often destroys us. You give somebody a million dollars out there, you give a guy homeless that struggles with drinking and drugs a million dollars, that'll help him, right? <laughs> no? Not gonna help him. Money don't help anybody. What's money do? It doesn't do anything. We want it, right? What's Christ do for us? Everything. He's our provider. He's our way. He's the truth. He's the life. It's nice to have money, though, right? Have some extra cash in your pocket, right? But God has you. He'll provide for you. You don't have any worries. Let nothing be done through strife. Imagine if the Lord had strife when he was down here on earth. Jesus, have, have mercy on me, the blind man. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Who are you talking to like that? Lord, can, can you heal my son? I don't have time right now for that, but I'll, I'll make some time. We wouldn't expect the Lord to be like that, right? That would be terrible. Imagine if the Lord walked around on the earth with strife in his heart. Imagine if the Lord walked around and just start picking everybody apart. Wow. Yeah, I'll heal you, but next time don't bother me. That would be terrible. Lord, Lord, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a sinner, save me. And you just feel the wrath of God and shaken up and you get blown off your feet. No, when, when a sinner gets saved, we had a, Kimberly, she got saved the other uh, Sunday, right? I asked her, I said, how are you doing? She said, when I got saved, she said, it was like all this weight just lifted off. Wow. Why? Because you talk to Jesus. You ever pray when you're having a bad day? You talk to Jesus? How do you feel afterwards? More terrible? No. You're like, man, I should have prayed sooner. What happens? Comfort, peace, when you're in the presence of Almighty God. Why? Because there's no strife there. God says, let this mind be in you. How can you have this mind? Jesus said, I became a servant. I've come to serve you. I've come to 
be there for you. Me and my family, Kayla, raise your hand. Higher. There you go. Jesse, Philip. Listen, we, we've given up our lives to serve you guys. Not just you guys. To serve each other. Not just each other. To serve the Lord. That's a promotion. The Lord, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And because of that, he was lifted up. And when we have this mindset, lowliness of mind, get the stray fail. I've, when I was younger, I had Christians destroy me because they were full of strife and full of anger. And they, they would take me and they would, they would uh, uh, throw the Bible at me, but also with a bad spirit and crush me. And it caused me to want to run from the Lord. But that's not the Lord. The Lord, he says, come. And because of the, the love and the kindness that he has towards us, you can get up back off your knees after being filled with sorrow and rise up full of joy again. That's our Christ. If you have experienced this as rising up in Christ, oh, please, let this mind be in you. Go and serve others now. Go and serve others with the same mindset. When people come to you, make sure you don't have strife in your heart. When people come to you, make sure uh, you're not uh, trying to raise yourself up in your own glory. But you point them the way of the cross and you point them to Christ the true author of salvation, our true mediator, the true way, truth, and life. If you have experienced this, you need to build each other up. The Bible says in verse 4, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. This doesn't mean that you're looking at each other's cars, like, man, I want that car. No. This is saying, guess what? If I can help my kids prosper, guess who's going to reap the benefits when they're older? Yeah. If I can help everybody here prosper in their life, personal life, what kind of church are we going to have? A prosperous church. If I look out for number one, who's going to prosper then? No. We have it backwards. The mind says, or the world says, take care of number one. Always. God says the other way around. Jesus took care of us in order to draw all men, in order to, to see people saved, he first came and was a servant and died on the cross. He became obedient unto death, the Bible says, even the death at the cross. Verse 7, but made himself of no reputation. He didn't have to protect his image. He didn't have to defend himself when people were accusing him. He didn't have to uh, defend his character. 
Oh, you're no good. If I'm no good, I'm no good. You only think about yourself. <laughs> Sometimes stuff is true. If it's true, it's true. If it's not, it's not. He made himself of no reputation. You're not God. He's, it didn't matter to him. If I'm not, I'm not. Be healed. His works proved himself. His fruit backed up his words. We need to look out after the prosperity of others. Encourage each other in Christ. If we can see each other prosper, we'll prosper. Spouses, if you can see your spouse prosper, you'll prosper. I've seen in marriages where the other spouse will become jealous and hold the other spouse back from prospering, thinking they're not, they will become um, inadequate if the other spouse achieves greater, too great of a status, then they would be too lowly. No. Help your spouse prosper because you are one flesh. Church, we are one church in unity. Help each other prosper. Why? Because we are one body in Christ. When we look out for the benefits of others, we as a church will prosper. How many, uh, we have a great church here. We, sent, we, uh, we can have people uh, prosper in many different areas, prosper in, in business, prosper, number one, in the Lord. We need to help each other prosper in the Lord. We ought to encourage each other in Christ, push each other uh, for Christ. We're not here to prove anything. We don't have to prove anything. We're already saved. Our faith has conquered the world already. We're, we've already conquered. We're more than conquerors through Christ, the Bible says. Now the adventure starts. Help each other prosper. Prosper in Christ. Prosper in this world. The Bible teaches us to be diligent in business. We need to help each other prosper in this world. Oh, well, I don't care uh, about those things because I'm just going to heaven one day. Well, I would say this, to be a light in this world, you need to allow the Lord to lift you up. And having that mindset is like hiding your candle under a bushel. But let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And they'll glorify God, which is in heaven above. Let your light so shine. It's not a healthy, wealthy, wise message, but whatever lot God has for you, we ought to help everybody else push them in that direction. It doesn't have to be rich status. It doesn't have to be as far as money is concerned, but towards the will of God, God would have all men uh, do well. Build each other up. Deal with people. People can make you angry sometimes. Makes you want to give up, right? People will let you down. You know, each other will let each other down. You, we will have some hard times with each other in this church. How do I know that? Because we're people. And being people, there will be problems. There are people who try to run They'll move out. 
they'll move to another state, they'll move to usually Florida, and they come back after a couple years. Anybody know any Florida people? I'm done, I'm going to Florida, and then, I'll, and then they wind up coming back, or wanting to come back. I gotta get away from all my problems. And then they go down there and they find the same problems. What happened? Problems are with you, me. We are the problem. But Jesus solved the problem, amen? Christ is the answer. People will let you down. But the Bible says this, look not every man on his own things, but every man also. We're going to close on this. Every man also on the things of others. Verse 3, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better, better than themselves. What does esteem mean? Esteem? Is it from the teapot? No. Esteem, Maria? Think of others better? All right. Reverence, okay, getting closer. There's a specific building them up, okay. There's a specific, specific, specific um, definition here, Philip. Respect, okay. But sometimes lift them up. Those are all right answers. But again, this is for the message purpose. <laughs> It actually means uh, Webster's 1828 Dictionary to put a high value on. Can you put a high value? You're telling me I gotta put a high value on so-and-so? Do you know what she's done? Do you know who she is? She just comes in here and, yeah, put a high value on her, high value. Priceless. Christ put the value on all of us, his own life. God says put a high value on each other. They're valuable. If something's valuable, you're not going to want to lose it. We put a high value on earthly things. I got this watch here. If J.I. comes up to it and starts putting ice cream over it, I'm going to say, J.I., no, don't do that. Why? Because I hold it valuable. I've seen uh, times in churches where somebody would just leave, and they're like, everybody's like, okay, bye. Wow. Who didn't love who? You wanted them gone that bad? Wow. Who didn't love who? We ought to put a high value on each other. Christ died for them. Christ saved them. Christ loves them. Doesn't matter who it is. Esteem them. Place the value that Christ has put on them. Put a value on people. Sometimes it's hard to do. Why? Because we have to deal with our flaws, each other's flaws. Do you think Christ has to put up with our mess? Yeah. Yeah. 
He does. Lord, please, my cable bill is going to get shut off again. He's like, what the world, man? Pray for something better once in a while. Oh, ye of little faith. You know, Christ, listen, he puts up a lot with us. We need to learn to put up a lot with each other. When people start letting you down and when you start feeling uh, the heat of what Christ goes through with us, that's a lot of, when a lot of times we start bearing anger and strife in our hearts. And you wind up getting tired of dealing with issues and tired of dealing with people. And you're willing to just get, get them out of my life. Thank God that Christ never does that with me. Never does that with any of us. Never. Let nothing be done ever, ever, ever through strife. The day where you go to Christ and say, Lord, forgive me for my sin, and he strikes you dead. You would never expect that. But he raises you up in mercy and love again. The moment you go to God and pray for your needs to be met, and he slaps you and say, you, you no good, you never uh, have any faith and trust in me. Never. He never will do that. He never. Never, never, he, Christ will ever do that with us. But he raises you up in security and comfort, telling your heart that he will provide all your needs. Oh, if we can have that mindset in us, let this mind be in you. Lord, I can have that mind. Yes, if you want it. Let's close. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What do I have to do to have this mind? What do I have to do? Seven, he made himself of no reputation. You got to remove yourself aside. Who are you? Who, what are you trying to appear as? Who are you trying to be in this world? Get rid of it. That is what is hurting you and it's hurting others. We must be Christ-like. Take on the form of Christ. Jesus said he took on the form of God. We take on the form of Christ. And then he humbled himself and became obedient. Took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And that's when he was lifted up. And he gave us this order to follow. Get rid of your, yourself, your reputation. You don't need to protect it. Let your fruit speak for itself. When an apple tree bears peaches, it's no longer an apple tree. Let your fruit speak for itself. I'm, I'm amazing. I'm this. I'm, I'm, uh, and you're trying to, you never say that, but you're trying to make your image as that. You don't have to. Get rid of that and let your fruit speak for itself. Let your works praise thee. Let God lift you up while you esteem others, while you help others prosper as God hath prospered you. The Bible says, have you ever had a springing out in your life in Christ? Out of your distress, 
out of, out of your despair, out of your sorrow? Have you ever had a consolation in Christ? If you have, then please start serving others and help them have the same experience you had in Christ Jesus. All oh, this world needs a light. And if Christians are not the light, the light that is in us is Christ. And if we are not that light, then where can the world see Christ at? They never will. We must shine bright in these last days. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this church, such a peculiar people, unique, hidden in Philadelphia. Oh, God, such wonderful people, precious people. Lord, we're people. That's all we are. But, Lord, you saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own selves, but according to your mercy in Christ Jesus. Lord, you lifted us up many times out of our own despair, out of our own self, and allowed us to walk in the beloved. And I pray, O oh Lord God, that you'll help us now to serve others as you have served us. Help us to be there as you have been there for us. Lord, and when we go to you, we know we're going to be filled with your love and mercy and grace. And I pray that when others come to us, Lord, we'll have those kind words. As you said, be kind one to another. Lord, let our words be seasoned with salt and a touch of grace upon our lips. Oh God, when people come to us, may they say that they have heard the Lord Jesus Christ speak through that person. May they say that they have felt the Holy Spirit of God in his presence amongst those people. Lord, when people come to us, may they see Christ in me. Lord, I pray that you would help us all to have that goal. And may we push each other to uh, get closer to you each day. May we see each other prosper as we walk with you. And may, Lord, we always be there to watch each other's backs as we continue to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, O oh God, for this wonderful church. I love it with all my heart. I'm here to serve. I'm here to stay, here to pray with me and my family. Me and my house, we will serve the Lord. May you bless us, I pray. Increase this church in a mighty way. Fill us with your love, power, and mercy and grace each day. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand and rise. If God has spoken to you, may you come down. May you come and allow the Lord to continue his work in you. May you pledge to Christ that you will be found in his image. May you get rid of your own reputation and take on his name. Christian means Christ-like. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let it. Let that mind be in you. Don't resist it. What will you lose? You'll just lose yourself and gain Christ. Oh, it's ourselves that mess it all up. We're the problem. We get in the way. But when you get yourself out of the way and put Christ in the way, wow, what a blessing it is.
That's when you find life. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. But let each esteem other better, better. Push each other better than what you could ever do. Help each other obtain better than what you have. You know the mistakes that you made. Help others not to make those mistakes. And pray for them, encourage them. Help others prosper. And they'll turn around and bless you. All for the glory of God. Let the women rise up in the church as mothers and teach the younger women. Not to repeat the same mistakes. Let the older men in the church rise up as fathers. Not repeat the same mistakes and teach the younger men how to be sober-minded, the Bible says. Let each esteem other better, better than themselves. Esteem, what does esteem mean? To put a value, a high value on somebody. God says, I want you to put a high value on everyone as I have put a value on them. The blood of my son. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for Wednesday night service. What a blessing it always is to me. And Lord, I thank you for all you've done. Lord, we are unworthy to be called your children. Let us be your servants now, O oh God, as the prodigal son said. But Lord, before he could get it out, and while it was still in his mind, Lord, you came running to him, and you put the ring on his finger, and you put the robe around him, and you called all the servants and called for a feast to be made and said, my son was dead, but now he's alive. Let us celebrate. What love is this that we could find amongst each other? Lord, I pray that this mind will be in us as a church. Make this a special church like no other. May it be the only church like it in the world where people can come and find the love of God. Lord, but I pray that there will be many churches like it, though. I pray, Lord, that people will get saved, lives will be changed and blessed, and may you continue to do a great work in us. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done. Bless us, I pray. May your people prosper in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you. I love you. I'll be praying for you. I'll see you Saturday if you can, Saturday at 11, outreach, Sunday at 11, Sunday morning service.